Hello and welcome to the Proud to be Dapper podcast. Hello everyone, it's Miss Island and Miss Clayton. And we're here on your speaker. What we got coming up this week, let's have a peek. Well, today, Miss Clayton, we've got jokes. We've got poems. We've got a story. We've got a quiz. We've got a riddle. And we've got... Ah! Let's get started. So, Miss Clayton, what have you been up to over the lockdown period well I have felt very lucky in one way because I've had so much more time to read Miss Island have you I love reading do you have a favorite author well when I was little my favorite author was Roald Dahl especially the story of Matilda because just like me she loves to read books how about you when I was little, my favourite author was Jacqueline Wilson I think I had about 20 different <gasps> Jacqueline Wilson 20. books on my bookshelf at home so I think we've got a treat from Mrs. Chisholm today. A treat. Oh, I've just seen. It's a Roald Dahl poem. Oh, how wonderful. Fantastic. I think we'll really enjoy that. Hello, everyone. It's Miss Chisholm again. Um, This time I'm going to read The Porcupine by Roald Dahl. Each Saturday I shout hooray, for that's my pocket money day. So after breakfast, 50p, my generous father gave to me. Like lightning down the road I ran until I reached the sweet shop man and bought the chocolates of my dreams, a great big bag of raspberry creams. There is a secret place I know where I quite often like to go. Beyond the woods, behind some rocks, a super place for guzzling chocks. When I arrived, I quickly found a comfy-looking little mound, quite clean and round and earthy brown, just right, I thought, for sitting down. Here I will sit all morning long and eat until my chocks are gone. I sat, I screamed, I jumped a foot. Would you believe that I had put that tender little rump of mine upon a giant porcupine? My backside seemed to catch on fire, a hundred red-hot bits of wire, a hundred prickles sticking in and puncturing my precious skin. I ran for home, I shouted, Mum, behold the prickles in my bum. My mum, who always keeps her head, bent down to look and then she said, I personally am not about to try to pull those prickles out. I think a job like this requires the services of Mr Myers. I shouted, not the dentist, no. Oh, Mum, won't you have a go? I begged her twice, I begged her thrice, but grown-ups never take advice. She said the dentist's very strong. He pulls things out all all day long. She rushed me quickly into town, and there they turned me upside down, upon the awful dentist's chair, while two strong nurses held me there. Enter the dreaded Mr Myers, waving a massive pair of pliers. This is, he cried with obvious glee, a new experience for me. 
quite honestly, I can't pretend. I've never pulled things from this end. He started pulling one by one, yelling, My, oh my, what fun! I shouted, Help! I shouted, Ow! He said, It's nearly over now. For heaven's sake, don't squirm about. Here goes, the last one's coming out. The dentist pulled and out it came, and then I heard the man exclaim, Let us now talk about the fees. That will be fifty guineas, please. My mother is a gusty bird and never wants one to mince a word. She cried, by gosh, that's jolly steep. He said, no, it's very cheap. My dear lady, don't you see that if I it hadn't been for me, this child would have gone another year with prickles sticking in his rear. So that was that. Oh, what a day and what a fuss. But by the way... I think I know why porcupines surround themselves with prickly spines. It is to stop some silly clown from squashing them by sitting down. Don't copy me, don't be a twit. Be sure to look before you sit. Oh, Miss Island, what's your favourite part of the school day? My favourite part of the school day has to be story time. Oh, that's a good choice. That's mine too. Why is it yours? It's mine because I really enjoy going on an imaginary adventure with my class. Oh, lovely. We're going to go on an imaginary adventure now with Mrs Williams. Well, I have just listened to Mr Stepney's story and I thought it was so good. Well done, Mr Stepney. That was amazing. I've chosen to read a story that also features animals. This story is called The Lion Who Wanted to Love. But unlike Mr Stepney, I didn't write it myself. This was written by an author called Giles Andre. And the introduction to the story in the front cover is um, a small poem. It says, I know that a lion is meant to be strong and not go out looking for love all day long. But I want a hug and a nuzzle or two, or even a peck on my muzzle would do. And then there's a little bit underneath which says, The lion who wanted to love began with this poem, which Giles Andre composed a few years ago, and then put aside. Meanwhile, Giles wrote lots of other poems and stories, but the lion cub, who was just a little bit out of the ordinary, wouldn't go away. And so Giles sat down to write Leo's story. So maybe this author has a little bit in common with Mr Stepney. I think he said he wrote his story a long time ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, a while ago. Um, and another similarity is that this story rhymes much like the one that Mr Stepney wrote. So let's begin. Deep in the African heartland. Way out on the hot sunny plains, there lived a small lion who didn't fit in. And Leo was this lion's name. Now, lions are usually fierce and lions are meant to be strong. But Leo just wanted to love everybody and play with his friends all day long. You worry me, Leo, my darling, his mum started saying one day. You'll never survive in the animal world. 
if you don't learn to hunt for your prey. But mummy, said Leo, bewildered, I don't think I quite understand. I'm sure there are plenty of lions that hunt, who could kill all the beasts in this land. And besides, when I'm close to a zebra, a funny thought goes through my head. Instead of deciding to bite through his skin, I'd much rather hug him instead. I have spoken, said Leo's mum sternly. It's up to you now to decide. But if you insist you're not going to hunt, then there's no place for you in our pride. Poor Leo crept off to the jungle, but hoped that with love in his heart, he'd learn how to cope in the animal world, though he didn't quite know where to start. That evening, while Leo was sleeping, he woke to the thunder of hooves, and when he looked up from his lair, he could see a whole antelope herd on the move. Some leopards were running beside them, surrounded by thick clouds of dust. Leo thought quickly. He jumped to his feet. I must help them, he cried. Yes, I must. Then he caught sight of two injured young ones who couldn't keep up with the bunch. If he didn't help them try to escape, the leopards would eat them for lunch. Leo led them away back to safety and gave them some food they could eat. He licked their wounds clean till they both became strong and he nursed them back onto their feet. The antelope babies kissed Leo and told him, we'll never forget that you saved our lives when we thought we were dead. You're the loveliest lion we've met. Leo was very excited. His face had lit up in a smile. It's fun making friends in the jungle, he thought. Then he lay down and slept for a while. From that day on, Leo decided to run to each squeal and each cry. He led little hippos to watering holes and he taught baby birds how to fly. He helped a giraffe who'd been injured and a vulture who'd broken his wing. And even though all of his friends gave him food, he never once asked for a thing. Then one day, beside a wide river, Leo heard a small animal scream. He ran to the banks and caught sight of a cheetah being swept very quickly downstream. Please help, cried the cheetah in panic. I haven't yet learned how to swim. The waterfall's going to drown me, I'm sure. With a splash, Leo boldly leapt in. He managed to rescue the cheetah and pushed him quite safe to the side. But as he was trying to scramble ashore, Leo slipped and got caught in the tide. The river was crashing and foaming and Leo let out a loud yelp. The waterfall wasn't too far away now, so the cheetah rushed off to find help. The friends Leo had in the jungle all raced to the bank straight away. They wanted so much to show Leo their thanks. At last, they had now found a way. 
they climbed on the rocks through the rapids and linked themselves up tail and paw. An elephant wrapped his long trunk round a tree which anchored them safe to the shore. And when Leo got to the rapids, a lioness dipped down her head. She lifted him gently across to the bank. You're safe, Leo darling, she said. My son, you're a brave little lion, she spoke in her humblest tone. I was wrong. Now I see love can bring us together. Please, Leo, she said, come back home. You've got to be strong to be different. And when you've got love on your side, you've got the most valuable gift that there is. We want you as king of our pride. So that's the end of the story. And I really like the moral of that story, actually, that um, you have to be strong to be different. And I suppose that story was a little bit about how um, people or the lion was expected to act in a certain way. And he decided to be different to the rest of the pride. A little bit like Mr Stepney's story, where people were expecting to see cows that mooed. And instead, I can't remember what the story said, but the animals in... Toby Zoo were behaving completely differently to the way that the visitors expected, weren't they? So another well done to Mr Stepney and I hope you enjoyed the story that I've read to you. Take care, children. It's that time again, Miss Clayton. Oh yes, my brain needs some exercise. It's time for Miss Lamb and Miss Board Quiz. Let's get cracking. Hello everybody, it's quiz time again. How are you today, Miss Lamb? Hello Miss Board, I'm very well, thanks. Um, I'm very excited for our quiz today. Oh, so am I. What's the theme this week? But this week, our questions are all about our school, Desmond Anderson. Oh, very exciting. So everyone, get your pen and paper ready. Here we go. Okay, here's question one. Recently at school, we had a special assembly where we learned all about owls and watched them fly over our heads in assembly. Which root values jar did we fill up to earn this reward? Question two. If you're walking down the key stage two corridor and you enter the second classroom on your right, which classroom would that be? Question number three. How many classes in our school have a name that starts with the letter M? Question four. How many toilets are there altogether in the key stage one corridor? Question number five. Who is the DJ at the Desmond Anderson School Discos? Question six. As you walk towards the main gate to exit the playground, you walk past the end of the key stage one area. 
There is a massive piece of artwork filling the wall of the building. Do you know which artist it is inspired by? Okay, and here is the bonus question. Which teacher has worked at our school for almost 23 years? Is it Mr Stepney, Mrs Cottrell or Mrs Sheehan? Hello everybody, it's Mrs Sheehan here. I started teaching at Desmond Anderson in September 1997. That's nearly 23 years ago. We were in the old school then, with classrooms upstairs, two big assembly halls, a swimming pool. How things have changed. Mr Quinton was the head teacher and Mr Saunders was the deputy. I expect some of you remember them. been brilliant having a swimming pool at school that would have been really cool to use for the year four swimming lessons yeah that must have been really fun the school also sounds like it was a very different layout to what it is now it would be nice to look at pictures one day of the old school i think mr stamford might have some photos that he could show you Miss Ford. oh i will have to ask him are you ready to start the answers miss lamb yeah i'm ready here's the answer for question one so the root values jar that we filled up to earn our owl assembly was the aspiration jar. If you're walking down the Hisei Street corridor, the second classroom on the right is Miro. Oh, that's my old classroom. Okay, we have in our school four classrooms, classes that are, start with the letter M. So we have Macintosh and Matisse in year two and Miro and Monet in your four. And do you know, Miss Lamb, we have taught in all four of those classes together. We have, you're right. Maybe we like the letter M. Yeah. Right, number four. Uh, there are eight toilets in the Key Stage 1 corridor. Oh yeah, I always forget about the extra two um, on the the side of the hallway that Macintosh is on. Yeah, they're hiding. Okay, so the answer to question number five, the DJ at our Desmond Anderson School Discos is always Mr. Sanderford. And as you walk towards the main gate to exit the playground, you walk past a big piece of artwork on the wall, which is inspired by Matisse. If you were in Matisse class any time when you were at school, um, hopefully you know that because you've looked at his artwork. I never knew that, Miss Spore. That's really interesting. I really enjoyed thinking of the questions for this week's quiz. I miss being at school with everybody and I can't wait till everyone's back at school together safely. Yes, I look forward to that too. I miss seeing everyone's smiles around the school. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Have a good half term, Miss Ford. Thank you, Miss Lamb. You too. And all of you listening, have a restful week. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, do you know what, Miss Island? Sometimes I just have such down days. Oh, no. I'm really sorry to hear that. Do you know what really cheers me up every time, though? What? 
Mr. Joyce's joke. Yay! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everyone. Welcome back to Dad Joke Time from me, Mr. Joyce. Quite a few of them today, so at least 16, well, rather, rather painful jokes. See if you can keep listening all the way to the end. So, starting with number one. Did you hear about the cartoonist who was found dead at his home? Well, details are sketchy. So this sandwich walks into a bar. The barman says, sorry, we don't serve food here. And do you know what? I slept like a log last night. I woke up in the fireplace. Oh, but I ache a bit. I danced too much at the seafood disco last week. I pulled a muscle. What do you call a man with an elastic foot? Roberto. Think about it. Uh, so there's these two cannibals and they're sitting down and they're eating a clown. And one says to the other, does this taste funny to you? Do you know what? And I fear for my calendar. Its days are numbered. Actually, on that, I know a man who stole a calendar once. He got 12 months. So if you were stuck on a desert island with no food and no water, but you had a diary, how would you survive? Let me tell you, you could eat the dates. <laughs> and then every week you could also have a Sunday. <sighs> so number 10, the invisible man married the invisible woman. The kids were nothing to look at. And do you know what? I was clearing out and I gave all I gave away all my batteries today. Free of charge. Certainly made me feel positive. <laughs> what did the police officer say to the belly button? You're under a vest. I stayed up all night wondering just where the sun went. And then it dawned on me. Hey, have you ever tried to eat a clock? It's really time consuming. You know, I just don't trust stairs because they're always up to something. And they make me feel down. And the last one you'll be glad to know. I wasn't going to get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. Thank you very much. I am here a week, sadly. Knock, knock. Who's there? Riddle. Riddle who? Riddle of the week. Hello everyone, it's Mr. Sai here with Riddle of the Week. Now last week I set to you a bit of a puzzle. Here it is. I asked you, sitting at a table is one grandma, two mums, two daughters and one granddaughter. How many people are sat at the table? I wonder if you managed to solve this puzzle. There are three people sat at the table. That's right. There is a young girl and she is both a daughter and a granddaughter. There is a lady in the middle and she is both a mum and a daughter. And the eldest lady is both a mum and a grandma. I wonder if you managed to solve that one. Quite a tricky one there. Right, I've got a new one for you this week. You ready? Here goes. What can go up a chimney down, but can't come down a chimney up? Have a little think and I will reveal the answer next time. Take care. Goodbye. Miss Clayton, it's time for us to get serious. Oh, why, Miss Island? Next up is an incredibly frightening poem. 
oh, I don't really like scary things. I might leave the room for a minute and then come back and join you. And if you at home don't like scary things, you might like to do the same. I'll see you in a minute, Miss Island. Bye. Hi, everyone. I'm back with another poem that I've written recently. This one is about a little boy. He does go to a school, except there's something a bit different about him. He is, in fact, a vampire. It's called Count Spectacular. What are vampires? We are terrifying things, with slick black hair and black capes and black wings. We stalk the night, such terror we bring, till we arrive safely home before the dawn chorus sings. We have super strength and we barely need sleep. You wouldn't converse with the company we keep. We are creatures of darkness, our evil runs deep, and we move through the shadows without making a peep. Yet at vampire school, I sit all by myself. My classmates say I'm no scarier than an elf. I can shapeshift and fly and can approach with great stealth. However, the sight of blood does no good for my health. For everyone knows for a vampire to feed, they have to make their victims bleed. It's a basic necessity, an obvious need. I really am the worst vampire indeed. I pass out straight away at the sight of blood. Just a glimpse of a drip and I'm down in the mud. Passed out and limp like a human would be. Not thirsty and smiling like a vampire should be. When I see the red liquid I begin to feel queasy. Why is this so hard? It's supposed to be easy. The room begins to spin and I feel like I'm swirling. My vision goes blurry and my thoughts start twirling. My stomach feels sicky and I sure don't feel sterling. My feet feel unstable, the world is whirling. In feasting class with my vampire friends, the teachers cannot comprehend my aversion to drinking the magic red blend. They say I am broken in a way they can't mend. You are not right, they say, and I am cast out. It makes me want to scream and shout. Because every time I see blood, I pass out, destined to continue my scarlet drought. And then last night, I went into the woods. Some other vampires were hunting for goods. But I was just sitting and wishing I could. Sad and lonely, I hid under my hood. I sat there still as the night wore on. The other vampires had come and gone. Quick, one yelled, gone is the moon. We've got to go home, the sun is up soon. For vampires cannot come out in the light. We wait until the cover of night. But as the light began to show, I felt like I didn't need to go. I stayed where I was and up came the glow. And I stood in the sunlight and I didn't explode. I didn't melt or fade away. I didn't ignite or burn in the day. I didn't feel fear or pain in my chest. I felt relieved. I felt the best. The other vampires peered out from their cover. I don't believe it, they said to each other. What is he doing? The other vampires were stunned as I stood there smiling, lapping up the sun. I looked around in the light, the sun's rays were hot, the other vampires were petrified, but I was not. So I may be scared of blood, it may make me ill, but I go out in the sun, no other vampires will. So forget your bloodthirsty Count Dracula, the others call me Count Spectacular, for I am unique and special, the only one who will bravely go out and walk in the sun.
it's Clayton. I can't believe it's the end of the podcast. Goodness me, how time flies when you are having fun. It's been <laughs> lovely to talk with you, Miss Island. Oh, it's been so nice talking with you too. Well, seeing as we're in reception, I think it's only right that we should sing goodbye. What do you think? Oh, I think that would be lovely. Let's go. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. It's time to run. Goodbye, goodbye. We hope you had good fun. We say goodbye. We're happy that you came. We say goodbye. Please come back. Please come back. Please come back again.